Hey everyone, welcome back to the Orange Shoe Podcast and the next installment of the Ask Your Trainer segment. Today I sit down with Orange Shoe Sun Prairie's crew, John, Jenna, and Laura, as we answer questions submitted by their clients. Before we hop into this episode, here's a quick message from our sponsor. Is your nutrition preventing you from reaching your goals? Do you enjoy eating healthy, but don't enjoy or have the time for all the prep work? If so, then I highly recommend checking out Lean Feast. Lean Feast is the premier meal prep service in the medicine area. They take out all the guesswork and provide you with quick, healthy meals on your schedule. The best part, you get to choose what goes into your meal and how many you purchase. Let's say you struggle with eating healthy lunches during the work week. Then you could go there, purchase five lunches, and eliminate that struggle. The meals take three minutes to warm up via microwave or stovetop, and then they are ready to eat. Season with your favorite spices to add your own little flair. Gone are the days of running to the drive-thru or skipping meals altogether because you failed to plan. Head over to Lean Feast today and use promo code OSPODCAST for 10% off every order. You will not regret this decision. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Orange Shoe Podcast. We are live at Orange Shoe Sun Prairie for another episode of Ask Your Trainer. So we have a bunch of questions. Way to go, Sun Prairie. You guys killed the question game. Um, the most questions we've gotten, and we are not going to get through all of them, but we will do our damned best. So we have Jenna, Laura, and John here. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so um, we're about to have some fun. So um, we're going to jump right in and um, really start hammering away at some of these questions. And before we started recording, we were kind of like doing a little prep work going into the podcast, and we were like really answering some questions really well. And I was like, damn it, I wish we were recording. <laughs> so I really hope that we can answer the questions just as well the second time around um, as we go through them. So yes. Laura brought up, she was like, you know, I asked her, I was like, hey, you know, what are some questions that you get a lot that, you know, maybe we should hit right off the bat? And she brought up the question of like the benefits of strength training versus like just doing cardio training. And um, so Laura, like, Kind of like, you know, so that, that, that question's got a lot to it. Um, there's a lot of ways you could approach that and answering it. But, you know, um, yeah, go ahead and let's answer that. The benefits of strength training versus just only doing cardio and maybe why somebody would maybe be strength biased or they might be cardio biased and why, you know, maybe the, the, the limitations or the beliefs they have around why they should be doing one or the other. Um, so, yeah, feel free to just kind of run with that and answer that question. Woo. Okay. Uh, here we go. So... Um, you are technically training two different systems when it comes to weight training and then cardio. So you're training your muscular system with weights and then you're training your aerobic system with cardio. Um, your aerobic system just works that cardiovascular strength. You're going to change your resting heart rate. You're going to be able to handle more strenuous activity. Um, but then that weightlifting is going to give you that lean muscle mass, which is then going to burn that fat. Um, I think a lot of people have the misconception that cardio is what burns the fat because they get all hot and sweaty and all of that. Um, you literally think that like your sweat <laughs> is like fat, like dripping off your body. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, yeah, <laughs> sure. A lot of people. It's like when you have that. like bacon, you have like bacon fat that like falls out of the pan onto like the yes. table and it like dries or it cools off and it looks like this like big clump of fat. That's what we think it's our like sweat is. It's like it toned up yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just falling out of you. Yes. Um, but really, you lose that fat in the muscle that you build, um, and then that muscle just staying on your body helps burn that fat mass. So 
Um, yeah, I think if you really, your goal is to burn fat, then you want to stay to some weightlifting exercises. If you want to get that aerobic capacity up, then definitely head more towards the cardio. But obviously, I think a twofold of both of those kind of intertwined together is kind of the key to success. Um, if I could go off of that a little bit, um, I think one thing that's really important for people to know um, the difference between your conditioning and your weight training. Um, your weight training is, like Laura said, kind of going to be your course to that fat loss. Because, again, lift heavy weights. It is not going to hurt you. If all us like to carry about 10 grocery bags on our arms, <laughs> if we're willing to do that and bring those in, no problem, I guarantee you can lift a 30-plus pound weight, no problem. Um, and that's going to be a big thing. And I think what people also don't know is building that muscle helps you it's honestly, it's for the longevity of life, mm -hmm. right? So you can condition all day, but if you don't have that bone mass, cause your bone mass starts to fade when you get older, you know, you start to lose it a little bit. So um, I think it's really important to know that that weightlifting and conditioning is a good balance. You need to find a good balance because um, yeah, building that skeletal muscle mass is gonna be really important. Um, in the long run, in life. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of like uh, Orange Tree clients, if you guys have done the in-body scan, you notice the importance of, uh, they have, you know, the lean muscle mass on there, they have your, obviously your body fat percentage, but you know, there's that thing called BMR, right? Which is your base metabolic rate, and your lean muscle mass is a huge, um, plays a huge role in what your BMR is, right? So how many calories you burn, um, just kind of going um, like in a resting state. And when you can burn more calories doing nothing, well, it's gonna be a lot easier than to lose weight, right? Because losing weight is all about being in a caloric deficit. And so if your BMR, because you carry a lot of lean, uh, muscle mass is your BMR is 2,200 calories. Well, now you get a workout in, so you might burn 2,700 that day, and now you only eat a 2,000 calorie diet. Well, there you go. You're in a 700 calorie deficit every day. There's no way you're going to gain weight in a 700 mm -hmm. calorie deficit. Like you're going to lose weight. So we can't think about uh, like lean muscle mass or, or getting bulky or, or think about running on the treadmill or being a cardio bunny is the way to lose weight. Um, there's a lot of people that I have seen step on an in-body scan who look skinny, right? They like, Ugh. I look amazing. And then they step on the in-body scan and then it says their body fat percentage is 29% and they have like no lean muscle mass on their body. And they're like, what? There's no way that thing's broken. Look at me. I'm skinny. I'm not fat. And it's because they have no lean muscle mass. They have such a low BMR that the majority of their, their weight on their body is, you know, their skeleton, their water, the little bit of lean that they have, but then the rest of it is their fat mass. Yeah. And that's when you see a lot of eyes open when it comes to like, oh, so if I start adding more lean, that means I'm going to have more potential to burn more calories. Oh, and you start to see those wheels spin. And that's why I love the in-body compared to just like a normal scale at your house. Oh, because absolutely. the normal scale at your house doesn't paint the picture. It just yeah. gives you a number. This and for like a lot of people, size. that number will like either piss them off or yeah. it makes them somewhat happy. And there's no, there's a lot of emotion tied to it, but it's actually painting the picture. Right. Yeah. And so right. the in-body is really, really I have actually have had a couple clients come in and tell me they finally threw their scale away because <laughs> they were done with it. They're like, the number doesn't matter. Doesn't. I said, yes, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As long as you know yeah. you're like every day you're doing the things that you need to do every single day, like you're doing the right things, yep. the scale is going to move up and down. It's not, it's not going to be like this perfect linear progression. It's going to, you're going to gain some, you're going to lose some, but if you know you're doing the right things, then just let that number be the number and be yeah. a healthy person at that number. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think with, um, some of the strength training and conditioning and losing weight, I guess, if we're still kind of talking about that, it's 
a lot of people don't really understand that when you, it's hard to um, lose fat and build muscle at the same time. Doing that is probably one of the hardest things you can do. You have to do one and then the other. So most of the time it's kind of dropping or trimming a little bit of that like fat or building that muscle. And then once you get to where you kind of want to be, you kind of can change it around and build that muscle back up once you've started to like lose a little bit of, um, lose a little bit of that fat. Cause we've had somebody that we've had come in for, you know, weight loss and they were trimming down, but they were, you know, they're like, oh, I don't, you know, it, it's a balance, right? You have to find that, um, you have to do one before you can do the other, essentially. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I think that's something to keep in mind as well if you're ever frustrated in the process. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a very slow process, mm -hmm. all right? Don't forget that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then the big thing too, a lot of people, if they, they, a lot of times, you know, people lose weight by doing massive crash diets. They lower right. their calor calories down to absolutely nothing. But the main thing that they're forgetting is that protein plays a huge role. If yes. your protein intake is not high enough, yes, you are going to lose weight. But then I guarantee if you step on an in-body scan, you're going to realize that your body actually lost a lot more lean muscle mass than it did fat. Yes. And when you actually start to think about that and when you start to understand that is that, yeah, you can lose weight, right? And do a 500 a day calorie diet, but your body is going to metabolize its muscle yes. in order to fuel the system because it needs energy. Your body needs these, you know, nutrients. So it will metabolize your muscle. And then you're going to realize like, wow, I put so much work into my strength gain and working out. And I just actually threw all that progress away because I decided to like completely crush like lower my my calories yes. and not focus on my protein intake and yes. protein is so important that Ugh. you can lose weight and maintain your strength you can like and you're gonna might have to change your training up a little bit while yep. you're losing weight okay i gotta get i gotta get back in the gym but now i'm gonna up my gym time i'm gonna go three or four days a week and i'm solely gonna focus on strength train and I'm going to make sure that I'm getting my, my proper amount of protein in, which is, you know, usually 0.7 grams to one gram of protein per body weight. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and you weigh 150 pounds, yes, you should be eating somewhere near 150 grams of protein yes. every single day. And that's a lot. And that's where supplementation comes into play. Yep. Also, AKA Thorn Nutrition that, yes. we will be, <laughs> that we'll be uh, carrying here shortly, guys, in yes. the gyms if you're listening to this. So um, we will have a very reputable um, company, supplement company, because we get a lot of questions um, across the org organization about where should I go? What should I be taking this, that, and the other? So we're going to fix that and answer that question for you guys. So, but we beat this question to death. So we're moving on. <laughs> I want to hear from John, John, oh. any special techniques from build muscle building? I love this. Any special techniques? What are those special techniques besides D ball, anabolic steroids? Yeah. What are those? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes it for pretty sure. easy, right? Um, I, I don't know if I really have, I guess, any special techniques other than lifting heavy shit and yeah. Yeah. get it back down. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I think a lot of times what happens is people have this, um, this goal of, you know, building muscle, putting on muscle. I, I've done it myself. I mean, look at me. I've, I've been a scrawny string being my entire <laughs> life. Uh, but people, I think a lot of times they'll get into that, into that mindset, but then they'll kind of flip-flop, right? They don't focus necessarily on just building muscle. They'll build muscle, but then they're also... Oh, doing, I've gained weight, so now I need to lose right, yeah, and do cardio. They're doing cardio on the outside of that, which is doing the you know, exact opposite of, you know, of what you want to do. Um, and so I think just keeping that, that goal in mind and, and, and setting your, 
your training modality to that, um, that's the best way that I could say to do it. And listen to your trainer. When they tell you to grab something heavier, don't be afraid. Yes. yes. They're <laughs> telling you, they're telling you, you know. to grab something heavier because they know you can do it. We're not yes. going to tell you to grab something heavier because we don't think you're going to do it or it's going to hurt you. We're telling you because that's how we force adaptation, guys. Yes. We can't we can't get stronger. We can't get um, fitter without forcing adaptation, which means we have to get out of our comfort zone, which means we have to lift something that's a little bit heavier that I might have to break up in a couple sets instead of doing all eight in a row. That is okay. So I'll yes. change my answer now. Oh, now that I'm about it. <laughs> so my, uh, my secret to that is I sneak weights in to people oh. um, without them knowing, honestly. Oh, no. Um, yep. A lot of my older female clients that I work sneaky, with, they'll sneaky. tell you all day long that I'm the sneaky one and I'll just hand them weights without them actually knowing what I'm giving them or, you know, adding stuff onto their, you know, deadlifts like my seven-year-old mother-in-law yeah. for instance I just add in weights and she has no idea until she's done with the set and I tell her like hey I've added 10 pounds and they're like oh okay yeah <laughs> so they, they realize it without realizing yeah it, they I don't guess. have time to talk themselves out of it yeah. right. I, think, I, I don't know how many times I've worked with clients where they'll deadlift say like 90 pounds for five reps and it looks like butter like to me their RPE scale of them doing that was like that's a three like you made that look so easy and I asked them how hard was that scale of one to ten they're like nine Tom I'm yeah. like I thought that was a three right I'm going to throw just five pounds on. Let's go 95. And then because they talk themselves out of it, they make 95 actually look like a nine on the RPE scale. Yeah, absolutely. But they made 90 look so simple. <laughs> and it's because they are like, you talk yourself out of it. Like, it's oh no, this is going to be, this is going to be harder. I'm going to hurt myself because yep. you know, the infomercial told me deadlifts are bad. And you know, all these like gurus on Instagram tell me don't deadlift. And, and so like you talk yourself out of it. But, yeah. The only one stopping you is you. <laughs> yeah. Lift heavy ass weight. There yeah. is, you know, there are special techniques to getting strong, right? Yes. There are some very, There's, very, nothing that we're ever going to do here at Orange Shoe, um, nothing that you actually need to really ever do in general. But yeah, you can get really creative with, um, you know, challenging your body, forcing different adaptations, exposing it to different training methodologies, um, you know, hypertrophy training, lighter weights, higher reps. But there's also a really, really fancy one where you actually um, restrict blood flow to the muscles. And so you, for instance, would put a, like a band or something on your arm that really, really can like restricts blood flow into your arm. Mm -hmm. And then you grab something very light. So let's say, but you want to get massive, massive biceps, right? Who, I mean, who doesn't want just massive biceps? I do. <laughs> <laughs> and so what you're doing is you're actually going to put a band on like the upper part of your arm right below yep. your deltoid and you're going to restrict blood flow. And then you're going to grab something very light, like a 10 pound dumbbell. And you're going to do like a shit ton of curls with that weight. And because you're restricting that blood flow, you're unable to like flush out you know, with the body, like the lactic acid, things yeah, like that, absolutely. which really stresses the muscle. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're stressing the muscle with a lighter load. Um, and so you're going to be able to lift lighter. It's going to be a little bit better on the joints, but you're still going to stress the muscle as if you're lifting something much heavier. Yeah. Um, so you could kind of play around with that. Don't recommend it, but you can look it up on, <laughs> you can look it up online. You can watch people train that way via social media and whatnot. Um, so there are special techniques, um, but nothing that is going to be what I call like functional and what you're going to need to sustain everyday normal life. Right. I think one that I kind of think helps that I think, you know, a lot of people could understand more is slowing down the movement. Tempo. Tempo. Tempo, uh, tempo work, feeling that muscle that you're working, um, you know, on whether it's the downward part or the upward part, whatever that may be, um, that's going to really really help build that muscle too a little bit you you know people think that momentum of just <laughs> jerking the weights around is going to do anything but it's not effective not as effective yeah. so think about doing 10 pull-ups and like if you do 10 pull-ups yeah. and the 10 pull-ups take you 10 seconds 
that's going to feel one way, but think about doing 10 pull-ups where it takes you five seconds to get your chin above the bar and then five seconds to get back down. And now those 10 pull-ups are going to take over a minute to do. That's going to be exponentially harder than just knocking out 10 just yes. really quick pull-ups so yeah like yeah tempo is another Absolutely. great way all right so i know laura wanted to answer this question okay. um we talked about it before <laughs> and i think this is the question i initially thought i was asking asking when i said laura wants to answer this one and i threw a curveball at her what's the difference between losing weight and losing inches right and so i think a lot of people struggle with that like i'm losing weight but i feel like i'm not losing inches or i think more times than not i see it people are losing inches and like wow my clothes are fitting different but the scale hasn't moved yes. so um shed some light on that yeah, so I think kind of the main thing here is losing weight and then losing fat. Um, losing weight is going to be in any category, and Tom kind of covered it earlier with how people lose that muscle mass if they're not keeping their calories up. Um, and then losing fat would be getting enough of your daily protein requirement, but less um, of the other macronutrients, so you're still in a caloric deficit, but keeping that protein consistent. Um, Basically, that's how you prevent um, losing just that overall body mass and then keeping that muscle mass. Yeah, and I think a lot of people like will lose inches and they, because you're toning, right? Like that's right. the whole idea, right? Like they'll step on the scale, right? If you gain two pounds of muscle but lose two pounds of fat, what's the scale that's going to say? The exact same number, yeah. right? Because if you're at 140 and you gain two, it's 142, but you lose two fat, now you're back at 140, right? So if you step on a scale, it's going to tell that story of you're, one, mm-hmm. you're a person who weighs 140 pounds. Stay mm-hmm. off the scale. Yes, yeah. no <laughs> scales. For the love of God. Awesome. But that's the thing is, is somebody will tone up and they'll be like, yeah, my clothes are fitting better, but the scale's still the same. And I see their face get really sad. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm not getting anywhere on the scale, Tom. <laughs> Did you hear what you just told me the first time? You said that your clothes are fitting better. Yeah. So. Right something's working, right? Yes. So keep going. Yes. Like you, you're gaining muscle, like you're mm-hmm. getting stronger. All your numbers in the gym are getting better. You're getting results in the gym. But just because that scale said something you didn't want it to say, yep. you're going to let that completely derail everything you do moving forward or how the rest of your day goes. Yes. Yeah. I think five pounds of fat looks so much bigger than five pounds of muscle sure does. on your body. And that contributes a lot to the inches and whatnot. So yeah, if the scale's not moving, that's okay. All right, next question. Um, Orange shoe question. Do you guys train older clients, senior population, and how do we change or write workouts for them, making them more doable or beneficial for that individual client? Yeah. Do you want to answer this, John? You got all the weights. You sneak weights into into the older clients. I've already answered that one. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly the name of our game is, you know, modifications. It doesn't matter if you come in and you're 15 years old or, like, like I said, my mother-in-law trains with me every Friday morning. She's 70 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I can run the same program that I'm running with a 15-year-old and 70-year-old, but I switch up those movements um, and, you know, obviously make sure that they're, they're safe for each individual client. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, we train people of all ages, all fitness levels. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're training for, to run an Ironman or you're just training to be able to play with your grandkids. Um, at the end of the day, we can you know, fit a workout for you and I'm still going to sneak in heavy weights um, because that's my method of making you lift heavier. (laughs) 
It's at the end you of the day. You just told everybody that's your yeah, secret, secret now. The All the other gyms and yeah. stuff are going to steal that secret, John. <laughs> I think at the day we're all at the end of the day, no matter if you're one year old or you're 99 year old, we're human beings and human beings all need the same shit. We all need to sit down and stand up. We all need to lay on the floor on our back and be able to stand up. We all need to be able to pick something up and lift it over our heads. We all need to be able to climb a flight of stairs, take in our groceries, sit down on the toilet. Like there are things that we all need to do as functional human beings. So no matter what age you are, guess what your training program is going to look like? It's going to yeah, look well, like those things. Yes. We're going to sit. We're going to stand. Now, how we do it, whether you have an, you know, arthritic knees or you know, uh, a blown out shoulder because you were a baseball pitcher for 30 years of your life, like, now how we do it is how we change it, right? And that's, still, that's, the grand, like, that's the grandiose thing about Orange Shoe and personal mm-hmm. training, right, is that it's personal training. Yes. Like, we're going to get to understand you, your goals, your limitations, and now make sure that the training program um, you know, fits that. Yeah. Right. Um, so that, that's the big takeaway there is no and matter who you are. it's never too late. Yes. yes. It's never too late. Yep. Yeah. We've had clients who like join at 70 and then by 75, they're like, I'm the fittest I've been my whole life. Okay. Amazing. That's case in point right here. My mother, um, sorry, mom, I love you. I just want to talk <laughs> about you though. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um, she finally retired. Um, and so she has a lot of time on her hands and she has spent a lot of her life raising four kids and, She was a speech pathologist, so she's been through a lot with that job. So she kind of put herself on the back burner. And um, finally, since retiring, it's time for her to focus on her. And we're all kind of forcing that on her. But (laughs) she needs to because she spent so much time raising us and giving us her her time. So she's been in here two days a week. um, And she has had, I might mess this up, Mom, I'm so sorry, one hip replacement and two knee replacements. It might be the opposite. I'm so sorry, Mom, I know better, but I can't think of it right now. But she just actually texted me a little bit uh, about an hour ago and told me that she can finally walk up the stairs like foot by foot Mm -hmm. and not like limping up the stairs with one foot kind of compensating the other. Um, And she said she can get up off the ground, like off Mm -hmm. the floor faster or up out of her bed faster. And it's really those small things that... I think is probably the biggest part of fitness. And I think that's something people really don't think about is it is functional fitness, right? We are here for you to be able to function up until the day you can't anymore, you know? And um, there's just never, it's never too late for anybody to start. And um, I think that's case in point. There's- The reason we work out is to be able to do the things outside the gym that we love. And so I always tell people like when you're working out or when you're in a gym, don't just be awesome at working out in a gym. Take what you, your abilities that you gain from the gym and then throw them and incorporate them into your life. Like continue skiing, continue trying new things, go take a rock climbing lesson, like Mm -hmm. use your fitness and use your body because that's what you have it for to try and do new things. If you only ever practice your fitness or utilize your fitness in the gym, you're missing out on so much and you're missing out on the reason as to why you work out, which then maybe is why working out is a phase thing for you where you do it for a little bit and then you don't because you haven't realized like the role it plays in the big picture of life. And I think this is a good good question to kind of segue into kind of like talking about how people, you know, no matter what your age and and the reason as to why we work out and how we can be fitter and as we age and things like that about kind of for, for people who struggle with, you know, justifying the cost of working out. And, um, there's like a quote that, um, I think John said earlier is like, I, you know, I figure I will pay my trainer now or pay my doctors later. 
And until you kind of start to understand like your greatest wealth is your health, no matter what, like we're not guaranteed to make it to retirement. And we all, I think, live our lives just thinking that retirement age is guaranteed. Like, yep, I will live to 65, retire, (laughs) then I will use my body. And that's that's not guaranteed. And and so if we're not taking care of our bodies now and doing the things that we want to do now, we're really missing out on a lot. And um, for people that like struggle with that, you know, and obviously there are a lot of different gyms that fit a lot of different people's goals and things like that. And that's the great thing about it. You know, you're, no matter who you, who's listening to this, no matter, I don't care where you work out, whether it's at an orange shoe or any other gym in the world, I'm just glad that you're working out. So like yeah. slap yourself on the back. You're doing something instead of nothing. You're doing more than probably 99% of people are. But with that, you know, depending on what you're doing, it's like, yeah, you, if fitness and health is our priority, you're going to make it work in your budget. Mm-hmm. Yep. And whether that's personal training or not, like, it's going to have to fit in just like groceries and paying your rent. And, you know, and then that's just, I think an individual thing that everyone's just going to have to, you know, we can't obviously tell people how to spend their money, right? but it's just something that, you know, you got to start looking at it a different way. Yeah. And if you can't, pay for a gym the world is your playground yeah there's lots of ways to make that work um so what are some of those things if you guys if if people listening don't have a gym membership or they live somewhere so remote there is no gym what are some of the simple things that people can do every single day that'll move them in the right direction walking push-ups squats um body weight body weight anything if you do it for higher reps um push you know up yeah walking up a hill you know incline um, that's really works well. Jog, sprint. It doesn't have to be for long. It crawl. Crawl. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. crawl. Yes. Like we'll ask people to bear crawl yes. and it kicks their ass. Yes. Right. And it's like, remember as a it kid, does. you'd crawl around. Oh, you'd be like, yeah. oh, this is easier. Do a somersault. Ask somebody to do a somersault right now and watch them like be dizzy for the next 20 minutes. Absolutely. Right. You know, because right. we're not Absolutely. doing it anymore. Move sideways. Yeah. 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 Lateral crawling, crab walking, like that yeah. stuff is like crazy tough. And we forget that how hard it actually is. And like all the benefits we could get. We could Ooh, get our out. adductors are so weak on a lot of people. That's the that outer part of your thigh. And I'll tell you what, strengthening that is so important. So important. <laughs> Lateral movement. Yeah. You won't fall. All right, a little I know nutrition I question here. Through the winter time. <laughs> um, recommendations. We kind of we kind of chatted a little bit about um, protein. Um, recommendations on protein, like when to take it, before, during, after. Uh, shake versus real food. Um, so it's it's have the, let's have the the, uh, the protein talk. Protein talk. Protein. So I'll start. Protein farts. We can start with the protein farts. Protein (laughs) farts. Those are a real thing. The one thing, and I've heard this question a lot, and um, is, you know, the whole, like, should I eat, like, real food, like, real protein, chicken, beef, whatever, or should I supplement it? And my my immediate answer is I want you to eat. I want you to eat real food as much as possible. Supplementation is that exact, you know, it is a a supplement for a reason. It's not, it's not something that you should rely Mm on. Now, if, if it's taking a protein shake over, you know, um, a Wendy's hamburger, then I'm going to tell you to take the the protein shake, obviously. Right. Oh, but I would rather you go eat some, you know, some, some clean chicken, turkey, you know, whatever, you know, whatever clean source of protein that you can get into your body rather than supplement. It it, tastes a lot better than a lot of protein. It does. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Who doesn't like eating a fat steak compared to like drinking a chocolate protein shake? Like chocolate shake. Yeah, it's great. You might find someone that tastes really good, but it doesn't taste as good as a steak or, you know, like it was something else that you can make that has grilled chicken. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty simple. Yeah. 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 
Um, as for like circling it around workouts, I don't think yeah, that timing. matters. I think it's kind of a misconception from mm -hmm. the 2000s or whatever. As long as you're getting the amount you should be getting in that day mm -hmm. um, and your body can really only kind of digest 50 grams at a time. So I'd say like three hours kind of between those meals, if that. But as long as you're getting your protein requirement met, the timing of that doesn't matter as yeah. much. And I think that's where yeah. a lot of people get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Is we start overthinking it when we're all actually like we're trying to we're trying to structure our protein intake at like a tenth grade level when most people who are just living life and working out just to maintain their like life should be just focusing on the first grade level stuff. Absolutely. And yes. now for a high level athlete who's an Olympian or who needs to perform on a specific day and a time and things like that, now timing their macronutrients and when they get yes. specific things in and what they're eliminating so then they could take some more or whatever. Now, yeah, that might be very beneficial for them. But for the average person listening to this podcast who's just like trying to live a healthy life and work out through two to three days a week and then manage their crazy hectic schedules with their kids, just, yeah, like Laura yeah. said, just focus on just getting your protein in. I don't care yeah. what time it is. Take a step back and focus on actually being able to get in that 150 grams of protein if you weigh 150 pounds before you yeah. start worrying, you know, worrying about when you're actually getting it in. Yeah, sending alarm yes. clocks to still wake yeah. up at midnight so you can drink <laughs> right. your casein Started. protein shake. <laughs> yes. This is the slower digesting protein, so I'm going to wake up at 12, and then yeah. you're showing up to your workout at 5. Oh. Why are you so tired all the time? Well, you know, I'm timing my protein at 12, right. and then I got to like... That sounds so stressful. Yeah, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, just... Just eat protein. Just, don't, just yeah. eat protein. <laughs> don't don't overthink it. We can we can we can hang out in the weeds um, a I lot. I think something also really important is to get enough protein in breakfast because then that's going to help satiate you the rest of the day and mm -hmm. kind of avoid some of those cravings for more carby snacks and whatnot. Yeah. So starting your day with a good amount of protein is just going to set you up for success. I always think about when I was in high school, I'd always shit diet, right? And I'd wake up in the morning and I'd like crush like a toaster strudel and like um, pop -tarts. a pop tart or, you know, something ridiculous. Maybe everyone's on like a Jimmy Dean sandwich, which is better. I was going to say, yeah. You know, but then I would always remember like I would get to like, you know, second hour of the day in school. It's like 8 30, 9 o'clock or something. And I was already starving for lunch. And I'm like, why am I starving? Like, I ate like an hour and a half ago. Like, why am I so ravenous? Mm -hmm. And I would remember like one year I switched my lunch period. There's like three lunch periods depending on how your schedule worked out. And like, I remember I got my school schedule and it said I had to eat lunch in the third lunch period, which is like one o'clock or 1 30. It's like, I can't wait that long. Like, so I literally switched my schedule around so I could eat earlier because that's how much I love food. Yeah. And I started to realize like now looking, yeah, looking back at it, I've realized it's like, because yeah, like what Laura was saying, like I wasn't eating a full, like a rounded meal, yeah. right? Like my, my, my breakfast was so sugary and carb heavy that I didn't have anything satiating me that was long lasting. My body just used those carbs for quick energy. And then I had that crash. I'm falling asleep in third hour when I just woke up three hours ago is because you just loaded yourself up with sugar and carbs and then you literally had no protein mm -hmm. or fats or anything like that to really kind of help satiate you. And so, yeah, that's, that's super big and important um, with that. And staying on the nutrition question, you know, um, thoughts on like how many meals people should be eating like in a day, like thoughts on, you know, do I do three big ones? Do I six, six small ones? Do I have to do five medium ones? Do I do 12 one bite meals? Like what are your thoughts on? Um, I think it depends on your goals. <laughs> I think that's the tenth grade level question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. I think it does depend on your goals and your what schedule. Your schedule, yeah, what works for you. Yeah. Um, I think if you are at a higher level, there are ways to kind of make that more beneficial for you and your lifestyle, but just getting that protein in and yeah, whatever works for you. I don't think we even need to worry about it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I know some people that have been very successful with three meals a day. Yeah. That's what I like to do. I don't yep. like to feel like I'm a grazing cow all day, like chewing constantly. Um, but some people... <laughs> what some, a way to put that, chewing all day. So yeah. And then, yeah, yeah some people... It's you know, exhausting. <laughs> big yeah. jaw muscles. I've got for that. But then you got some people, yeah, that really like the five meals a day. You got some people that love the intermittent fasting and they get their calories yep. and their proteins and stuff in two meals a day because it just works, it works for them. Yeah. You know, you exactly. And that's, I think, what that's the like the overarching theme here is like what works for you guys like, yeah that's the big question and, yeah and, yeah what you can and be that's consistent what it's with. about is just being consistent with that schedule yeah, yeah. with that's that the magic that's yeah yeah, yeah. There, we were talking about before we started pressing record that like a lot of people think that trainers have like some sort yeah. of like oh, inner circle secret yeah. of like, how do how do we stay we're hiding shape. it from everybody yeah, we're hiding it from everybody and like there was some secret like man like jenna's she's got this secret and like one yeah day she's i love chicky nuggies <laughs> <laughs> Protein, baby. (laughs) And it's what works for you and what you could do consistently is really like what you should really be focusing on. And And you have to feed yourself. Please, if I could take anything away from these (laughs) nutrition questions, just stop starving yourself. It's not fun. Nobody likes you when you're hungry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. Nobody, yeah, nobody wants to be around you when you're hungry. Feed yourself, please. Please, please, please stop restricting your calories at an extreme level. That's all I'll say about that. Yes. (laughs) So here we go. Next question. Um, Let's go ahead. Exercise versus diet is more, was one more important than the other? And um, yeah, exercise or diet. And if so, if there is one more important than the other, then which one is it? You can't outwork a bad diet. Yeah. Straight up. You cannot outwork a bad diet. You can be in the gym five days a week doing your thing, but nothing's going to change unless you have that nutrition under control, and by that I just mean balance. Mm-hmm. We're all humans. We like to indulge. Um, <laughs> but Straight up. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, it's I'm not gonna, you know, sugarcoat that, I guess. And um, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I hate when people com- compare them. Yeah, like, right. Is exercise yeah. more, better, or less no, effective? It's a working relationship. Yeah, so they're so. Yeah. Yeah, you can't yep. look at one or the other. It's like no. It's like we're, it's like someone's trying to figure out which one they should like because they're lazy. Like which one should I just do more of? Like yeah. Yeah. I just no. I don't I don't want to do both. I just want to do one and get the results. And it's like no, we got it. They're, they're it's not yes. one or the other. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it's you doesn't cancel each other out. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. There isn't. Yeah. They both have their benefits. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously having a healthy balance of both is, yes. is, is what you need to do. You can't just hide from one and do more of the other. Now, will, yes. will you be now where you maybe favor one or the other? Like for, for some people, right. They got the working out thing down pat. Like right. they show up consistently to the gym, they work out outside the gym, they go for runs and walks with their families and they might, you know, play a, you know, bar league volleyball thing. So they're moving their bodies there and they like hiking. And so they, they, their movements squared away, but they've realized that the nutrition is where they've been been faulting like and that's where they need to square away okay well now the next three six nine months they might put a little bit more focus on the nutrition diet side of things because that's the area in where they're failing um but because exercise is such a habit for them they don't have to think about it and exercise doesn't fall away it's not it's not like they just stop working out and then they only put their focus on nutrition they're just gonna make sure they're doing the things and developing their habits with nutrition because working out is so habitual to them right now as in the diet and nutrition side of things wasn't Mm -hmm. so yeah will you favor one more than the other and yeah probably it's just gonna be the one that you have a harder time with with, yeah absolutely 
Um, here we go. If a person had a limited amount of time to work out at home, what's the most efficient type? And we kind of hit this one already. Um, strength training, cardio, hit, yoga, etc. of exercise. And they, it, it ended with to lose weight. Um, so let's ask, let's, I don't like how it ends with just lose weight. Like what is, so if someone has a limited amount of time, what is the most efficient type of exercise they could do? And high I think intensity, high intensity for sure. Periods. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just anything. Anything. Right. right. Do something. <laughs> right. You grab the Exercise. heaviest jars and start lifting <laughs> We're them. We're back like... to the 10th grade yeah. level. Great yes. questions. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Move your body. Am I, yes. It, and I think the easiest thing to do, if you're in that conundrum, you're like, what can I do? Should I lift my couch 10 times? <laughs> yeah. Should I like throw my kids in the air? Should I like go to yoga? Like, sure. don't overthink yes. it. <laughs> Literally just throw, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Or <laughs> just throw your shoes on and start walking. Right. Yes. Whatever you want. Pick five of your favorite movements do 12 reps and set yourself a six minute timer and just do six minute ham reps and repeat those movements as many times as you can until you're dog shit tired sweaty (laughs) it's not uh yeah it's not yeah it's not hard no if there's one piece of equipment that everyone should own in their house what should it be bands Bands, (laughs) (laughs) Bands is my answer one piece i would say travel bands because you could connect That's them at different places in your in your house. And, mm-hmm. Bands. Yeah. Maybe a dumbbell just to be a, different. A set. A set, yeah. a set of dumbbells. Yeah. Like find a set of dumbbells. If you have one, that's That's fine. like a nice right. happy medium. Like mm-hmm. obviously we have movements that we're stronger in and then movements that we're weaker in. Like pick something that's kind of in between like your strongest lift, which might be like a deadlift with a set of dumbbells compared to like one of the weaker lifts, which might be like a dumbbell shoulder, struck shoulder press. Find something in the middle of that. So yep. you can do higher rep deadlifts. You could do squats, lunges, renegade rows, you know, floor presses, rows, snatches, clean and jerks, carry them farmers carries i mean throw them in a backpack and wait for our ruck march like you know a set of dumbbells or just use the heaviest jar in your house (laughs) (laughs) go into your cupboards (laughs) books and i think it is nice to have some equipment at home i think that it's helpful for me um because if you do just have the yoga mat and you're like Mm -hmm. body weight stuff is great but sometimes it's not like the most like fun stuff to do especially if that's all you have access to so yeah yeah, having something simple um in the in your house for exercise i think it will help motivate you to do it more you'll you'll see it there and like oh yeah i got that set of dumbbells and it can help you um and if you are somebody who's listening to this who does have a little bit of equipment and you have really yet to figure out how to utilize it at home ask one of your trainers here and they'll give you kind of like they could write you up two or three workouts that you can kind of like work out and cycle through um to kind of help you um supplement that for free 99 outside your house (laughs) that's what's so nice you know a lot of times people are like you know i want to work out more i just don't have the budget to buy more classes at orange you or or to buy more well that's great like so you're here three days a week so guess what there's four workouts a week you could do at home for free yeah there you go supplement it for free right and and that's you know that's where that can really be um super beneficial for a lot of people um why is fitness so important as you age Fitness or lifting weights? <laughs> I don't know. Um, We've already kind of already answered this. We did, well, yeah. Yeah. And I think a quote that you and I really like is like, muscle is an organ of longevity. Yep. Mm. Muscle yeah. is, is, is going to prevent that aging. It's going to make you able to move and do everything you want to do the you older know, you get. I think so. it just too, like, you never know what's going to happen. I think being able to live on your own if you have to, like, I'd want to be as strong as I could or as, you know, functional as I can be. And that, like, yeah, it's just, it's longevity of life. It right. just goes, it's endless. 
And, you know, yeah. I think that's a pretty simple... Yeah. If you want to live a healthy life and can, yeah. and can do the things that you want to do forever, yeah. then it's just a non-negotiable. Yeah. Move your body. Move your All right. Body. So now we're going to go through, everyone really likes this, I think, is going through, and I'm going to ask each one of you what you guys, you know, um, everyone likes to know, like, what the trainers do. Like, what do you guys do? How do you, you know, how do you prioritize your nutrition throughout the week? How do you prioritize your sleep? How do you prioritize your water intake? How do you prioritize your exercise? And maybe some of the struggles that you run into because you are human, just like everybody yep. listening to this. So, um, John, let's go ahead and start with you. Kind of like, oh, what does that look boy. for you? Right? We all we're all in different <laughs> stages of our life, right? Yep. John's got two kiddos at home. Yeah. He's a business owner. He's you know, so he's got a lot of things he's got to juggle. Um, so, like, what does that look like for John on a, a weekly basis? Uh, it's a struggle. That's what it looks like every every single day. Um, and like, I think we've we've probably said this multiple times that there's just there's no like magic key that we can give people to make this easy um and i struggle with it and i try to be as transparent as i possibly can with all of our clients that this is a struggle even though i do this as a profession every day and i come in and i coach these things to you guys i still struggle with it too um but as far as like things that i do um i rely on emily um pretty heavily sometimes with um she kind of keeps me in line a little bit more than I want to be sometimes because I have a giant sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Anybody that knows me probably knows that. Um, <laughs> I, <Madison>. yeah. <laughs> Jenna and Laura are both smiling huge because they know like I sneak in a donut every once in a while. Um, and so I, meal prepping has been one big thing for me uh, recently um, and making sure that I have uh, like readily available lunches so when I'm in the studio working until you know 11 o'clock in the afternoon 11:30 or 12 I can go home and I know that I have food ready for me that I just throw in the microwave and it's lean right and it's not me stopping at Wendy's on the way home uh, because I don't have enough time uh, so meal prepping is huge um, as far as like my own workouts I I have to schedule it mm-hmm. like I know that might sound pretty corny because of what we do. We have ever, all of our clients schedule the workouts, but like if I don't schedule myself time, I'm not gonna do it because I'm gonna find something else that I feel like is more important at the time, especially running a business or doing my kids' laundry because it's all over the house or like the clutter of shit that's in the corner from my kids' toys. Like that becomes priority when I'm sitting in my house looking at it rather than getting myself in the car and driving to the gym. Uh, so I schedule it. I make sure that I know each day of the week that I'm going to set aside, you know, 45 minutes or, you know, half an hour and I'm going to drive up here because if I don't drive up here, I'm not going to do it. Um, that's my big thing is, you know, I, it, me and Emily work out together at home every once in a while, but if I'm by myself, like I said, I'm going to find things that are that are more important. Um, water intake is pretty easy for me. It's never really been a struggle. Um, I think it's probably just from my military days that I worked on the flight line. So I drink water, yeah. <laughs> hydrate, hydrate or die. That's what they used to always tell us. And I worked in the, you know, in the panhandle of Florida out on the flight line. So I was sweating literally every second of my life when I was in there. And so I, it just, just comes natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I would say if anybody's struggling with it, Find a water bottle that you can mark and make marks on it so you can see yourself actually, you know, drinking that water and making progress on on the bottle that you're drinking out of. If it's a dark shaker cup, you're not going to see it go down, so you're not going (laughs) to think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I find that with people, if they can find a bottle 
that they can see it, you know, actually coming down, it makes it, it makes it easier. Kind of gamify it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Jenna, how about you? Well, I think me and Laura can answer this together. Um, <laughs> Cause we, along with John and Emily live together. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, One big family. We do a lot of it together as you all probably know. Um, me, we are, which is really fun. Actually, we are very much on opposite fitness journeys, big yeah. time. Yeah. Um, uh, her coming down from COVID, she lost a lot of weight, trimmed down a lot. And me, who has, um, I guess I'll just say this, who has struggled with eating disorders in the past and um, other food issues, um, I'm on the opposite end where mm-hmm. I am about gaining the muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what I focus on a lot of is strength training, um, usually heavy, heavy weight, lower reps. Sometimes I like to switch it up and do the higher, uh, higher reps, lower weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me right now, and especially at my age, I get, I'm not old, I know, but still at my age, I think I listen to my body a lot more. Um, I think I do what feels good for me, and I think I don't do what doesn't feel good. Uh, and it depends on, you know, I have a fitness tracker which tracks my sleep, so I think my recovery helps me. It allows me to tell me, you know, what I can handle for the day and what I, you know, can't handle. Um, and I like to base it off of that. So, um, in my, you know, workouts are very well-rounded. Some weeks I'll do, I'll focus on just muscle groups every day. Otherwise, sometimes if I just have time to do like full body, which this week has been a lot busier. So I think I've just been doing, um, every other day, full body workouts. Um, along with John, like we are so human and I have struggled for months and months to stay consistent on a workout routine, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. And I think a lot of teams, like I like to explain to our yeah. clients too, is like our jobs are very physical. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and so for a lot of like us as trainers, you know, we don't have this sedentary desk job. And so I think people think we have some secret to stay in skinny. And it's just like, no, we're on our feet. <laughs> we're on our right? feet all, all day. day long. Yes. We're demoing movements all <laughs> yeah. day. We're picking up weights all day, all day. you know? Yeah. And so for, for a lot of what trainers do in a day, if they're you know working a four, six, eight hour training shift, mm-hmm. they've done more movement than most people will do in a day, and yes. even counting oh, those people that work out oh, yes. in their yeah. day. Like, you know what I mean? This, yeah. we, sometimes I forget, like, man, why am I so, it's Thursday, why am I so oh, exhausted? Yes. And then I think about all the shifts and all the clients I've trained and all the movement <laughs> I've done and all the workouts I've done on top of myself, plus all the yes. meetings I've done and all the other stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess so, right? Like, yeah. we kind of sometimes like are too hard on ourselves. Uh, I that right here case in she point because yeah. I, I think about that too because like you know nothing to them I'm just here more days of the week so it's like again on our feet all day and not even from my own lifting I have like five calluses on each hand by just lifting weights and grabbing them and handing them to people and you know that does you don't I don't think I put that enough into consideration that it mm-hmm. exhausts us my mom when I first started was so concerned that she's like honey, you're working out like every day. And I was like, mom, I'm not really technically working out. I'm just training the people. (laughs) But she was so concerned that I was overdoing it. And I was like, mom, I get where you're coming from. But I mean... She's also not wrong a little bit. Like we are, yeah. you know, doing stuff. And we got to think about like our energy levels too, like yeah. mentally exhausted. Like, so not only are we physically, right? Cause we're moving our bodies, we're demoing, we're coaching, but training is an art and it's very performative, very performative. We got to put the trainer hat on. And I think a lot of times that's not talked a lot about mm-hmm. is like the trainer's mental. Like we can't afford to have a bad day. 
Nope. Right. For a lot of people listening to this, if you have like a normal sedentary desk job, you could have a bad day because you're just at your computer at your desk and you may get, you know, 30% of what you would normally get done in a day. No one's going to say anything to you and it doesn't directly affect right. your income. Yep. As a trainer, if a trainer has a bad day, there might be some clients that are like, you know what, I didn't like her, like I didn't like her attitude today, or maybe she she doesn't really pay attention to me, um, so I'm gonna go take so and so's class, and yeah. it directly affects that person's career mm -hmm. and their income. We can't have bad days, right? We got to be very performative. We got to yeah. be everything's good, grand. Bring yeah. the energy, put the hat on. And there are a lot of times where people actually like clients don't realize what maybe a, a trainer is actually going through in the background outside the gym Absolutely. because they see the person when they walk in the gym and they put on their big smile like, oh, that's Jenna. Mm. Yeah. Jenna's so happy and she's smiling <laughs> all the time. Like, man, her life is perfect. I yeah. wish my life was like Jenna. And yeah. then they don't realize what maybe Jenna's going through in the background. Yes. Right. And so I think that's as important as to understand is like you know make sure that you know as your 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 trainers are asking you questions and asking you how you're doing and trying to make your session the best part of their day sometimes i think it's like sometimes nice to throw that back yeah right like ask them how they're doing yeah right and understanding like this is their job and they're sometimes have to fake it till they make it absolutely and that weighs on you as a trainer <laughs> and so that leads to the struggle as well of wanting yeah. to work out because you could be just be mentally exhausted i say that all that's the time, why you're yeah. tired by thursday afternoon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i always say that i'm like we can't walk into work and we could be so exhausted but I was like, we don't have like an hour to like oh, sit behind our desk, enjoy a coffee. Like yeah. we don't have that time. Like yeah. that first client like, walks in the door and music yeah. blasting and let's yep. roll. Like, you got to put your shoes on. You got to suck it up and you have to, cause that energy, energy is what they feed off of. Right. That's mm -hmm. all we have. That's yeah. what gives people that, that motivation. motivation. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that, um, yeah, it's a it's definitely some days harder than others, but you really just you have to it's a mental, mm -hmm. mental I always game. tell myself I always kinda of joke as soon as I put my orange shoes on, I'm a different yep, person. You have to, yeah. yep, yep, you do. I wear my Absolutely. normal I wear my normal Toms into the gym yep. and then I, I slip on the orange shoes <laughs> yes. and there we go. It's trainer Tom, let's roll. Sometimes right? I sit like, behind the wall and I take a deep breath and I'm like all right, here we go. Yeah. We're ready. Like, yeah. you just you gotta take and a second. Time. Yep, yeah. you do. You gotta no, I love that because I love that it's just like it's being real. Yeah, right? yeah. like yeah. and I, I that's just great for you guys to share that and stuff because it is you know part of the struggle and the part of the realness of of the career field and yes. why you know some of the turnover at gyms is so high, right? Yeah. Like the training industry is very grueling. Yes, it is very tough and it's it's got a huge turnover rate. And so if you're somebody mm -hmm. who's you know worked out at a lot of different gyms, you're like, oh man, yeah. Yeah, trainers were in and out like yeah. a like a turning door mm -hmm. like you know that's why right it's yeah. a, it's not meant for everybody and so if you guys find trainers like jenna and laura and john and emily and stuff that are like just amazing you're like holy cow like that's a special breed like yeah. that is they're a part of the 99 percent. like yeah. you know like or i should say the one percent right yeah. the one yeah. <laughs> they're a part of the one percent right of yeah. trainers that like the reason they could keep doing this and put on their orange shoes and you know f switch over to you know um trainer Jenna and, and trainer Laura like it's because they care so much yeah um they're able to flip that off and flip that switch and provide you guys such a great service so yeah it's, that's huge it's nice to hear I think they like to hear that we're human mm -hmm. you know I know some clients you know building that relationship is obviously so important but they it there is a sense of like oh you struggle with that too or oh you know you have bad days like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like absolutely and it, it does bring some, like, I think that's a type of a, a good rapport to have, too, is to let them know, like, we struggle, too, and mm -hmm. we, it, our lives are not perfect. I mean, 
again, back to like case in point, my nutrition up and down, you know, mm -hmm. it's about balance though. And there's actually something I read that I think a lot of people could take into consideration is, especially if people struggle with like falling off, you know, a lot and like getting away from it is, as, as long as you give about 80%, you know, most days in the gym or your nutrition or wherever it may be, um, consistently, you're gonna be better off, right? Mm -hmm compared to that 120% that you give when you have fallen back or you've mm -hmm. fallen off, right? And then you're too sore, you're too that, you're too this, and then you don't want to come back, right? Um, that's something I've struggled with personally. It's like so, the all-in mentality. Yeah, it's the all-in, and then it just it retracts you. If you just give that 80% every day or every other day doing some kind of movement, some kind of whatever, it's, that's what's going to also build that habit, build that consistency, and that's what's going to show you you know, this, there is no end goal with fitness, okay? No, it's, <laughs> it's a lifestyle. It's the rest of your life. It's a lifestyle, you know? Just so. choose enough of the things that work so. for you and you can mm -hmm. keep doing day after day. Yeah. All right, Laura, so too. let's have you answer the question now. We went off on a good tangent there. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like protein. Yeah. <laughs> we prioritize our protein. Um, and I don't really count macros. I do it loosely, but I do make sure I'm getting enough protein in during the day um, to keep that muscle mass. I've kind of switched my training from a, okay, let's lose some fat mass to a, let's just focus on getting stronger and let the fat mass fall when it falls um, type of thing. I think Jenna and I do a really good job with trying to meal prep our protein and yeah. whatnot and making meals just easier. And I think a big thing is looking at ingredients yes. of our food. Ingredients. Um, eating real whole foods, something that looks like it looked when it was out in a field yes. or <laughs> something like that. Yes. Or what it, what it looks like when it actually fell off the tree. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Um, not processed foods. No processed um, foods. So I think I've definitely switched my mindset from being kind of fit to being more healthy and then fit going along with that. Um, and there's a happy balance. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right? Like, there's a happy balance of that nutrition, too, is, like, it's not being so, like, again, back to that overthinking. You know, everyone chooses their nutrition differently. Mm -hmm. And, like, for me and her, because we have different goals, you know, I may indulge a little bit more than her, but that's just because that's, you know, I, something I can handle more of or something. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's about, again, that balance, but it is... Um, we eat basically the same thing, yes. just maybe in different quantities. In different quantities. Yes. And that's another big thing I think people too struggle with is that portion size of, and there's ways to figure that out, you know, right. like, so. Yeah. Oh, and working out. Yes. yes. I do that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, we train each other. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we train each other, which yep. we love. Yep. Um, that's I, fun. Yeah. I like to think about it kind of looking at the week ahead and then kind of the night before if I'm going to be able to get a workout in that day definitely want to have a tentative idea of when that's going to be but try not to get too caught up on if that doesn't happen for some reason and just looking at the bigger picture it's okay mm -hmm. yeah it's okay to miss the it's day it's okay yeah especially wearing a fitness tracker and whatnot yeah. you absolutely don't need that but listening to your to body, body. And doing that as opposed to, oh, I told myself I was going to work out on Tuesday for an hour and yes. I have to do that. Yes. Absolutely not. I think that's another thing, too, is people really need to, like, listening to your body when it comes to working out. You know, when we have clients walk in who are feeling a certain way or I'm a little extra tired today. Mm -hmm. That's okay. So then we, we don't lift as heavy or we kind of listen to that fatigue because that fatigue is real, you know, right. and... Our bodies aren't going to be 100%. The workout's not going to be 100% every time. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a big thing that people, you know, oh, that's just, 
I just didn't like that workout. That wasn't good for me. I didn't do good. Like, no, that's not true. You showed up. You did it. You showed up and you yeah. did it. Yeah. And our, you moved. Our trainer, Sean at Wanaki, likes to explain to people who like come in and they kind of get down on themselves because they had a bad workout. And he's like, let's like look at it this way. Like out of any given five workouts in a week, or if that means you work out five days, it might be three one week, but the two the next week. Out of any five workouts, you're probably going to have one where you feel amazing, mm-hmm. one where you feel like crap, and then three that are just like, okay. Yeah, totally. And that that's how good. it is. You're not mm-hmm. going to hit every workout. Not every workout's going to feel like 100%. It's not going to yep. feel amazing. Not every workout's going to feel like, you know, the worst thing ever. They're just going to, the majority of them are just going to fall into that. Like that was, I moved my body. It Absolutely. felt great. And I went on with my day. Right. Yep. And so, yeah, if we kind of, you know, stepping away from thinking that every workout's got to be balls out hundred miles mm-hmm. an hour. And if I didn't lift this weight, I failed. Yes. No, you didn't fail because you moved your body. Also That's a failure can be fun. Yeah. Right. You know, lifting that heavy weight. I think yeah. I said that to a client the other morning. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, failure's fun. I was like, if I'm not challenging you, I'm not changing you. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's okay. You just got eight reps and we were supposed to get 12. Awesome. Yeah. You did now it. Yeah. Yeah. That's and for, fun. for uh, myself with like working out, I just, you know, my goal is like, I would rather move my body 20 minutes every day than mm-hmm. an hour, two days a week or three days a Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Right. Um, cause working out for an hour for me, is just, it's for my day. It's just, it's just too much time. I don't want to commit a hundred, like one hour of my day to working out. It's just, it's, it's not what I want to do. Yep. Uh, I would rather commit my 20 minutes of just hard, yep. you know, you know, very focused, like not looking at my phone and just getting it done yep. training. Um, that is way more beneficial for me. And Kelly and I, like I we concur. own gym, me and Kelly, we obviously we own a gym. I have a gym membership. I have a gym membership also, to, yes. a, a, to a gym that is closer to my apartment because I don't want to have to drive. I don't want the distraction or yeah. the barrier mm-hmm. of having to drive to the gym in Wanaki as the reason as to why I don't move my body that day. Yep. And so that started to become an excuse for me. Like, Oh, I'm not going to make it all the way in there. Or, Man, I got to work at three. That means if I want to get a workout in today, I need to get in at one So then I could shower and get ready. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to be at the gym for another extra two hours. And I'm already going to be there for five or five six. six yep. So oh I gosh, started yeah, using bro. that. <laughs> I started using that as an excuse. And I'm like, no, I'm done with it. Yes. Like, We're done with that excuse. Yeah. And I, yeah, I have dumbbells at the apartment and for a while I was doing pretty consistently of working out the apartment and then I'm like I'm tired of working out my living room mm-hmm. I want to be in a gym and around other like-minded people yes. working out around me Absolutely. and so there we go 80 bucks a month we go to a 24-hour gym right down the road from us yep. and now I walk there in the morning that's my sunlight or I ride my bike there I get some good sun in the morning I wow. get my 20 30 minute workout in ride my bike or walk home and there we go now I don't have to worry about it way right? to say good sun in the morning that is so important yes. yeah. they say sunlight they before do. 9 a.m. circadian yes rhythm. it is Huge. yes I just read phone. about that Outside. Yes, go outside. <laughs> and don't please. just sit in the window where the sun's touching you. Yeah, like, no. You right. literally got to get outside. Get it yeah. outside, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. that makes so. such a difference. Well, is there any other hard-hitting questions you guys want to answer that popped in your head? Um, otherwise, oh, we will wrap this sucker up. And uh, Yeah, nothing nothing pertinent. Yeah. Obviously, if you guys have questions, feel free to ask us yeah. at any point. You know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the big takeaway is that we're all human, right? Yeah. Yes. At the end of the day, don't overthink no. your nutrition or your exercise. One, no. just move your body and two, just like eat your food. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, feels right and then you. if you want to start diving a little bit deeper into some of this stuff, just ask those questions and, mm-hmm. um, we'll put you in the right direction, whether that's a, you know, a, an app that's going to help you track your food or get a little bit more clear on macronutrients or whatever. But it's, you know, the idea, that you're doing something is always better than doing nothing. Nothing. Yep. I wish our clients would ask those questions more often. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but yeah, you know, if you have questions or you're confused what you should and shouldn't be doing, 
you have a, a team. It doesn't matter what, what orange you're working out at. You have a team of people that actually care about you and, yeah. you know, care about your success. So you have people to ask those questions to, and we want you to ask those questions. Yeah. I always think like in the, a lot of times people, we don't ask questions because we're embarrassed. It's like, yeah. we, we feel like the question we're about to ask is something that we should know because mm -hmm. I'm a 52 year old adult. I should know this. I'm not going to ask because I'm, I'm embarrassed. And one thing I learned in the military was I was always told the dumbest question is the question not asked. Yes. That's the dumbest question. Yes. So don't be afraid to ask something that you feel like is so trivial and just small. Yes. Like, but at the end of the day, if you don't know the answer, how long are you going to keep going not knowing the answer yeah, right. when all you can do is literally take <laughs> two minutes of your trainer's time, yeah. throw them the question, and they could literally give you the answer within your warm up, and yeah. you're not taking any more time away from your workout. Yeah. Like, ask those questions, guys. Like, it's okay to not yeah. know. That's why we're here, too. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. We there's also don't of, know all either. There's a lot of shit I don't know, right? Yeah, and, and absolutely. I'm, I'm learning every day, yeah. every day. I, I always yeah. say, I always ask the silliest questions. I was yeah. like, you know. If you ever run into a trainer who says they know everything and they're the best trainer, slap them in the face yeah. and <laughs> tell them to cancel your membership. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nobody yes. nobody knows everything. Nobody Nobody's knows the best everything. trainer in the world. Like yeah. that, you got to serve them a slice of humble pie. Humble yeah. pie. And we're always learning and growing just like you are. So absolutely. with that, guys, um, listeners, thank you so much for um, tuning into this episode. I was... It's always really fun shooting these. I think I got um, heading down to Chicago in October and downtown Orange Shoe um, here next month as well. So um, I'm hoping you guys are enjoying these episodes where I'm traveling around and, and asking, um, you know, answering some questions from the local Orange Shoes. So thank you for listening. And thanks, John, Jenna, and Laura for your time today, guys, and answering the questions. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. As always, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I really appreciate every listen that I get. With that being said, if you have any feedback or any questions you would like answered on future episodes, please use the link in the bio above to submit me a quick little voice message you could do right from your phone. I would love to hear from you. So thank you so much again for listening and have a great rest of your day.